hey, 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 welcome to Creative Block. We're your hosts, Gene. And V, we interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Hannah Kay. Hey. Hey. Did you want us to say your last name or no? (laughs) You can try if you want to. (laughs) How do you pronounce it? (laughs) Oh, um, it's pronounced Nistrum. Okay. Nistrum. Okay. We tried. It wasn't too bad. You are, uh, yeah, we're doing our best. Uh, you are from Sweden, correct? That is correct. That is correct. Hannah, tell us who you are and what you do. I am a writer, storyboard artist, I guess. You yeah. are? Yeah. <laughs> you sure I don't are. feel comfortable labeling myself. Uh, That's fair. I think I relate to that. Um, but, you know, I think everyone has sort of a vision of how of what role they play, I guess, artistically. And so I'm always interested to hear how people like define themselves. Cause yeah. I think we all have an idea in our head of what mm-hmm. we want to be known as, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing and I just happen to stumble into this world and I just keep pretending. Imposter that- syndrome is real. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> no, but for real, I feel like we haven't really talked a lot about yeah. that on our podcast, but I it's know. like some, yeah, because it's like a very, like a very real thing with no, our artists, and I think uh, this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a good start. Um, well, I think I think you have an interesting if like if that's how you feel, then I think that's an interesting perspective because yeah. you what were you doing before you actually you know what let's go back earlier. Yeah, how did you just kind of like get your start doing art and uh, illustration? Well, I don't know when it started as like to the point where I would call it doing art and illustration, but I've Mm -hmm. been like drawing since I was a kid. Like most kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just never stopped. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's important. I think, I think that's (laughs) the difference between like the people who continue to be artists and the people who don't, is it just, we just never gave up on our silly childhood doodles. (laughs) Yeah, We just, we just never grew out of. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the like earliest, projects that you remember kind of doing as a kid i i was actually going through my old some of my old art recently to Mm -hmm. to organize it and i found this comic that i did when i was i must have been like nine maybe Mm -hmm. or eight and it was um you guys know calvin and Hobbes. oh yeah 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 it was a, a, a comic where, where Calvin was hanging out with uh, the girl. What's her name? Uh, Susie. Oh, oh Susie. Susie. Yeah. I think it's Susie. Because I was always so like, why can't they be friends? I want them to be <laughs> yeah. friends. So I made this comic where they went camping together. I love it. You were already like doing fan comics at nine. This is amazing. <laughs> this is great. No, yeah. that's, that's, I love that because that's something that I've always noticed in your work is that like you're really good with characters I think you're really good at writing characters oh, and thank you uh I think and that's like yeah. really interesting to see that that was something that you were already like really focused on when you were nine because it was like it wasn't just about the art and the comic it was like oh I I want something for these characters yeah I was like girls and boys can be friends I'm gonna make sure them hang out together yeah 
What's like some of the earliest stuff that really left an impression on you that you saw? Like it doesn't have to be cartoons, but you know, because you know, like Calvin and Hobbes clearly is an influence and it comes through. I think. But what what other kind of stuff? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Lay it out. Yeah, I mean, that really made an like that really made an impression on me. I guess. Sure, yeah, it kind of sh- like shaped you may- or made you want to keep drawings. I think everyone right. kind of has those moments. Yeah. Well, I guess that was one, mm-hmm. clearly, because I made a, a whole comic of it. Mm-hmm. It was like one page, but I was a kid, so that was a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the page was full. No, I think it was even two pages, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Holy yeah, God. I know. Um. I also had a lot of fan art of uh, a Goofy movie. Oh, yeah. I loved loved a Goofy movie. Yeah, I drew that a lot. It's really good. Uh, Me and my cousin. Yeah, me and my cousin would hang out and we would draw um, Max and Roxanne and Mm -hmm. be like, whoa, draw them in different outfits and all that kind of stuff. And I also read a lot of European Donald Duck comics when I was a kid. And they're okay. different. They they yeah. They're they're different different than the the American comics. The artist is mm. uh, is a bit different. Yeah. So I was into that as like a style. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Uh, so I think those were like my earliest. I don't think I was very influenced by by like cartoons at that age. Okay. I liked. If it's not, if it's like storytelling in general, I was also into Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, my uncle had actually a comic adaptation of the, uh, Bakshi. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I did want to mention, uh, because, yeah, like you mentioned the, um, European Disney comics, and that is kind of like a weird thing. Like, it's it's a completely different branch of, like, Disney. I don't even... I nobody's really mentioned that so far and I think for a lot of European artists that is like probably a recurring influence because and I I'm from Ukraine originally and I remember like obtaining weird Disney I don't even know if they were licensed <laughs> but like yeah like weird comics like that and they always had this really strange vibe and uh it's kind of hard to explain if you've never seen them but uh they're like more artistic they're a little more um I don't know, less mm-hmm. like, really less childlike. I think there's a, a little more maturity to European like Disney stuff. It's it's interesting. Well, like the the Donald Duck, um, what's he called? It's an Italian thing, I think. He's he's a superhero. Mm. Like Donald Duck is a superhero. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. That's that's not a canon. I don't think. No, no, no. It's so cool. And he had this his own comic where he just. It was really like a superhero comic. It was like had a serious tone, and he was working in this building, and there was a reporter who he was friend, friends with who was like a robot, and he had mm-hmm. an alien friend who was made out of dynamite or whatever, and they would fight these aliens from the future or whatever. I don't remember, but it was crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was a Donald Duck, or was it the other? What? Yeah, it was what's Donald the space? Duck. The one that's with the mask. You know, like uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, Darkwing Duck. No, it wasn't Darkwing Duck. It was Donald yeah. Duck. But he just it 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 felt a bit more like Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That interesting. 
anyway, yeah, I, I, I was going to say that, that the Lord of the Rings, my uncle had a comic of the, like a comic, comic adaptation of the Bakshi movie. Is that kind of like, uh, that I love how you got really into, uh, fantasy. Cause I know like you have like a lot of fantasy art. I was, I was more into fantasy when I was younger. I'm not as into fantasy. That's now. true. When I was like a kid and younger, I still like fantasy. Fantasy is awesome, but I don't draw it as much. Say I didn't know that they were books. I was like, they made it. They wrote a book. They made a book out of comic. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So you thought the Lord of the Rings books were based on the comic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny when you just don't know uh, sort of the lineage of how those kinds of adaptations happen. Yeah. Um. Uh, kids, kids are stupid. Kids are so stupid. <laughs> they don't know shit. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I like how I feel like a lot of your art has this like sense of um, adventure, like embedded into it. Like, there's always a little scene playing out, and it feels like it's just these characters that are like you're, you're seeing these characters in the middle of what it feels like an ongoing thing, and I think that's really cool. I think that's a really hard thing to capture. And um, that's why I was wondering, like, what, where that comes from, because it must be inspired by something. And, and um, hmm. what you're describing does make sense. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever thought about, like, why I make what I make. That, the, like, that was when I was a kid. I was, I was into those things. And I found uh, Witch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Babati and Alessandro Babati. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kanepa mm-hmm. also? No, was Kanepa involved? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I was like, wow, this is different, and I like that a lot. I was also a huge Sailor Moon fan mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah, that was like, wow, this is cartoons, but it's cool. It's better. <laughs> I didn't know what anime was. It is better. I think that's how every, everyone sees anime for the first time, and they're like, it's like cartoons, but it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shitty cartoons that I'm watching now. That's funny. Uh, what What was your like post-high school art education like? Oh, um, almost mm-hmm. non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm so bad at translating like school terminology, like high school. How oh. old are you when you're in high school? It's like thirteen to seventeen. Yeah, yeah. you graduate around eighteen ish. Okay, yeah. okay, right, um, right. So I went to a high school that was like slightly aimed towards art. Like we had a little bit more arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the curriculum, but it wasn't an art school. When you say like a little bit okay. more art, would you say that it was like illustration or was it kind of like uh, geared toward um, like some kind of crafts like architecture or, or like did it, ha- did it have like a specific goal no. or was it just a, like you, you just... It was... No, it was more general. We did like... We were supposed to like explore and learn all kinds of t- things. Like we did photography and we did um, some sculptures and we did um, glass mm. jewelry and we did and for drawing we did like uh, all kinds of like illustrating or designing or watercolors. But it wasn't like proper mm. art education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. And I was also like, I kind of wasn't interested really in learning, in learning anything other than, than drawing, right? Uh, like characters. So I probably didn't 
take advantage of it. That makes sense though. When you're in high school, it's kind of like harder to kind of imagine like how like uh, other skills could just be implemented and like, uh, you know, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone in high school knows what I, I think like, everyone expects teenagers to know what they're going to want to do for the rest of their life and it's like dude i don't know what yeah why did they let a teenager decide what my life was going to be like i i do not know i I think that that's such a flawed system and like i feel like your 20s is just everyone figuring things out but like by the time you're 20 everyone's like so what are you doing you got you got a major picked out like come on and it's like come on that's unfair Give the kids a break. So you just you So just... after that, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't set on doing art. I only went to that school because uh, by going there I I'd be able to move to move away from mm-hmm. home. Because <laughs> I wanted to live on my own. Mm-hmm. So I went to I, I moved away from home for high school. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. How often would you how often would you go back home and like how how was kind of like um were you in a boarding school kind of system like were you no I had an apartment oh wow that's crazy wow yeah I I went home the first year almost like I went every other week or or every week like weekend I went mm-hmm. home so like I either went home or I went to my my boyfriend at the time who mm-hmm. lived in another city so I either went home or I went to him mm-hmm. during the weekend. Is that something that's uh, more common in Sweden where people like teenagers will like go live on their own? Or is that just something that you wanted to do? I think it's more common if you're from a tiny place where there aren't really any schools. Because that was the thing. Like see. where I lived, they only had like a high school with certain kinds of uh, that were aimed at certain kinds of educations. So if mm-hmm. you wanted to do something else, um, you had to go to a different city right? because it right. was so small that, that it wasn't available. Uh, yeah. And then I kind of used that as a way to get away from home. And also mm-hmm. because like I was like, I don't want to do anything because I was really sick of, of school. I was sick of, I was tired of it. I was bored with it. Uh, so I was like, well, if I go to an art to a, a school where I get to do arts, at least I'll have one class that I will enjoy. Right. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. That's really cool that your parents were like also like supportive of your of like of your artistic you know like uh, endeavor. Do you feel like you were yeah. supported? In, yeah. Yeah, I think they were supportive. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really like I was like I like doing this, but I never had any any kind of illusion about ever ever working with it. I was never like I'm gonna be. I'm going to be an artist when I grow up. I just, like, I like doing this and I want to do it. And they supported that. Uh, but I never had a plan for them to to support further than, like, yeah, do it. Do it. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's still something. Yeah. And, At least um, they were, like, into it. Yeah. So, like, after high school, I did not know what to do. I didn't have any plans. I didn't have a, a like college or whatever in mind so i just worked i thought you went to a uh, did, did you go to any kind of like college of like education after high school or uh was it just like no. oh really that's so interesting no. for some reason i always <laughs> thought you went to like a college like an art college but you didn't no i 
I I was like after after high school I I worked a bit and then it took a while. It took like I I I found a school for animation when I was twenty twenty, twenty one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I wanna go there. Maybe I wanna try this animation thing that I mm. that I kinda like. So I applied there and got in. But it wasn't like a a college level school. Oh. It was um like a, I can't. I don't know if there's like a, an equivalent. There, uh, there are. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Like community but... college. Oh it, well, definitely like, yeah. There's community colleges. It yeah. was like yeah. So like, I wouldn't get like a college degree from it, but I would get more like the practical like you get to learn these things and you can, sure. if you apply for a job, you can be like, well, I, I, I've studied these things, but it's not like a, like a college education. Yeah, a diploma. Yeah. I wouldn't get right. like a diploma. Yeah. So I went there and it was really terrible. Oh yeah. It, it like, was so uh... bad because yeah, the, they were like shutting it down. Oh! It was like, it was, it was the last, it was the, the second to last year that they were going to have the education. So they were like, gonna move it and everything that happened was like well it's gonna we're gonna stop like nobody was invested in it. oh i see like there was no enrollment there was like mm-hmm. no like there was yeah. like really any teachers and like not a lot of students was that kind of like yeah i mean the, stu- the amount of student was the same as always but they had trouble getting teachers I and see. the head teacher for the for it was like didn't even care about animation he wanted to do like art art. i see yeah Uh, so he had like we had um life drawing lessons with him which were fine but then he was like well when you draw your funny cartoons like when you draw when you draw your goofy characters you don't have to think about anatomy but in real art you have to and we were like dude shut up that is very real. I feel like in Europe, I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I don't really know about in the U.S., but I feel like in Europe, there's definitely this like mentality. Like I like also going to college uh, before going to animation school, I went to like a preparation school and they were very much like that. It was very much like, oh, like, don't go into animation. What are you going to dr- dr- do? Like draw Mickey Mouse or something? And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very elitist exactly it was like yeah yeah there's a a huge disdain for like entertainment i think in yeah in a lot of countries in europe oh yeah but that yeah that school was just not good it was it was such a mess like how they they just kind of let it slip i don't know i can't explain Mm. it but but yeah there were weeks where we were like we'd go to we'd go to the the building where we had classes and we'd be like so, do we have a teacher today? Oh no! <laughs> and we just sit there and wait. What the fuck? To see if if a guest teacher would appear or not, because we didn't <gasps> know. That's fun. Yeah, and it was it was a whole mess. I I did not learn. Yeah. We had like one teacher that I thought was oh this is what I want because this she had worked with animation and she, it felt like she really knew what what she was talking about. But right. But most of the time, I felt like, okay, we're just sitting here by ourselves, and we have one guest teacher a week, and then we get an assignment, which I finish the first two days, and then the rest of the week, we're just sitting here. Like, it was weird, and I, I don't know. Anyway, that 
I kind of gave up. Yeah. Did you like, uh, how did you kind of like stay motivated to do art? Because you didn't really have any structure, like external structure that was kind of like keeping you on, on like on some kind of like track for that. So how did you kind of keep like that interest? And like, um, did you join any like right. online communities? How was it for you to just kind of like right. keep that art presence, you know? Well, that's a good point because, because I did, um, I had a deviant art at the time, yeah. uh, which, which did keep me motivated to draw because, because I liked being able to communicate with people and, and be online for that. Mm-hmm. And also one of my classmates was into comics and was doing comics. So we'd sit in the basement together towards the end of the year and draw like on comic projects. That's really cool. Were you making comics working on like uh, the same projects together or just like doing each of you like your, your separate comic, which is like kind of... No, yeah, we were making mm. separate, our separate things, but like just sitting together, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it helps. Yeah, and then, so then I started thinking like, maybe I should do comics instead of animation because <laughs> this is kind of bullshit, uh, was my feeling after that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, my, my art interest kind of shifted back to comics, which had been like my first... Mm. what I first was interested in it, it's been kind of like comics animation comics animation sure well they're very intertwined I think one yeah. feeds the other there's a, there's tons of overlap yeah it's like visual storytelling with yeah arts I, yeah. I mean even boards I feel like the best way to practice boards might be comics because it's like <laughs> if you're not you know nobody really wants to see boards <laughs> online so that's not like fun <laughs> art to show off but if you want to prove you can tell a story, what better way than, than doing a webcomic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, it's really interesting because it's, like, uh, I, I do want you to kind of, like, talk about, like, Piao and stuff and, like, how you kind of, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, went from, like, making comics and kind of, like, in, in how that kind of, um, how did you get that first kind of interaction uh, to get into animation? Because you were kind of, like, from the story you're you're telling it's kind of like um maybe i'm not meant for animation after all and then yeah ta-da! <laughs> like how was that process? and then i ended up here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because the thing is like a lot of people that i hear they're like they have a dream and they know they want it and for me like when i was a kid even i was like i i know i saw a featurette on some disney movie where they talked about the making of the little mm-hmm. mermaid i think or something and and like Glenn Keane's flipping through pages and talking about and I was like wow I would love to be in a studio with people working on a project like this and having that uh that was like but it it was such a fantasy because it was like that's that doesn't exist in Sweden we don't have huge animation studios sure it wasn't even in my like that couldn't happen I was like that would be cool but it's not gonna happen uh so then I thought like well comics I can make comics so my focus became more comics um but I never thought like I'm gonna work with comics it was more Mm. like this is something I enjoy and I want to do for myself and like I I had fantasies that like maybe I could make a comic strip that could be in the newspaper one day if I get good but that was like the, the the limit of how how far I could imagine myself going and I never actively really worked towards a goal I was just kind of like well I enjoy doing this and maybe I should try animation school and okay that felt bad maybe I should try comics abort <laughs> <laughs> abort <laughs> yeah how did you get in touch with Piao how was how did that kind of happen 
Yeah, okay. Uh, so at this animation school, I got to know a guy named Stefan. You've met him, right? Yeah. yeah met him, the, the magician. Yeah, yeah. He's been like at yeah, uh, yeah. Annecy a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. A magician? Wait, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. The... And he has the mustache. He has like the magician yeah, yeah. mustache too. He's, he's awesome. So nice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I met him. Just making a... sure I heard that right. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a real wizard. <laughs> so I met him at the animation school. So, and he was he was really into like going to these things. Like he went to Annecy and he went to the Swedish Comics Festival. Oh yeah. Well. And that's in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And and so I went there one year because of that like I think I think I went there because like he had talked about it and I was close to close enough to Stockholm that it felt like a reasonable mm-hmm. trip so I went to this comics festival and walked around and I was like wow I didn't really know that that this was a, this was a thing in Sweden because because mm. I grew up in north of Sweden where towns are very small and there's not mm. a lot of that stuff going on really so being at this comics convention really kind of opened up my eyes and I was like, I want a table here. I want to do this. I want to try this. Sure. And yeah. at this comic convention, I ran into a table with three cute guys who were making really good art and they were all nice. And I was like, I want to be friends with these guys. <laughs> and and I told them like, uh, oh, I also make art and, and I'm going to be here next year. And they were like, yeah, maybe we'll see you then. Uh, and then I did, and then I made a, a fan scene with Stefan helped me put it together, and I tabled with him the next. Which year. one was that one? I don't think I've seen it. No, I don't think you have. It's in Swedish. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a really small scene about, uh, like various short comics about mm-hmm. dreams, and mm-hmm. I also made a comic out of my. 24-hour comics day comic. I remembered this one because I think Piao like printed that one. <laughs> I don't think no. They printed the hourly comics day. Comic, oh, okay. So that's a different. Which yeah. is a really which a different one. Yeah, the twenty four hour comics is like you make a comic. In oh, that's hours, right. Yes. Start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did. I did one. It was about an astronaut crash landing on a planet and having a. The whole point was the joke that the astronaut was supposed to look. He crashed on a planet and he got a baby with a, a girl on the planet and the baby came out wearing an astronaut uniform because it was a stupid joke that he he was he was a spe- like that was his species being an right, astronaut right, right. was his species mm, he's not really an astronaut he, like oh it was, stupid. It was really stupid but uh, <laughs> but it won like the the festival's best like it got voted to best comic at the festival which was kind of cool and I was like, what? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, so I went I went I went to the comics festival and tabled with Stefan and I had this comic and people liked it. And I went back to talk to the Piao guys and I was like, Here's my comic and I gave them my comic and they were like, Wow, this is cool and they started talking to me and Patrick, I think like gave me my card, gave me his card and, and emailed and we emailed and he was like, oh, you should visit our studio. We have a studio and we've got a, a cool printer. Uh, and they were just so nice and friendly. I went to visit them in their studio and they printed, they made a print out of one of my drawings on their, on their RISO machine. Mm-hmm. 
And it was just fun because they had just they had only been making their own things at that point. They had made like a comic mm -hmm. together, the three of them, and they had printed like their own art prints and stuff. But they were more more like a, an artist collective than yeah, like they weren't really publishers besides like their own things. Mm -hmm. And then we became friends, and they were like, "Hey, we could print your thing. We could like publish it." And and then they they did print that hourly comics day comic that you've seen me yeah 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 and they also printed another like sketch comic or like a sketchbook that i did for a comic project so yeah we just we met at a festival and they were cool and nice and we started talking and kind of hit it off yeah and uh little conventions not i mean not even little conventions but just conventions really uh do a lot to i think open like young people's minds to what's available because i definitely had that experience with a, a local anime con in the suburbs of chicago yeah and it's like just seeing yeah like artist alleys and being like wait a minute you can do this yeah that was the the cool thing because i hadn't ever been to a comics festival before i'd never seen a a scene really before sure and the yeah. the idea that like oh wait i can do these things myself i can do these things with friends i don't have to to make a whole thing and try to sell it to a big publisher, I can just, I can just do do things. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not needing permission is. Yeah. Is a, it's a it's an interesting thing that I like, and I think it's become a, a real problem, it, or it's still a problem where I think a lot of people grow up thinking that they need somebody to like give them that permission to do their own projects or whatever. But that's the great thing about art right is that yeah. you don't like like all you need is your hands yeah but i think i think we just forget and also like this idea that you need to find someone with power to help you mm -hmm. out when like no you can do it with your friends like just find peers that have a like have like-minded like ideas or like and, and do the things together mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Finding that little community is so helpful. Like finding finding people that that was that was something that I that happened to me in college. Is it's like the college itself sucked and I didn't learn shit. But the friends I made in those three or four years or whatever, it was like yeah, we were like egging each other on. We were like you know coming up with these projects. A lot of them didn't come through, yeah. but uh, just having the that like little community is so, like super helpful. Yeah, it is. When you're it's first figuring that. stuff out. Um, so what kind of, uh, led to you getting jobs in animation? Right. So after meeting Piao, I wanted to focus on comics and I wanted to write this story. I had this big, big story that I wanted to make. And I actually got like an internship at their studio. I think what's cool about conventions, especially like if you grew up in a small town and you kind of get that first exposure to like an art world beyond what you imagine like just seeing people like tabling is can be really um can be really helpful i definitely had that moment early on it sounds like you did too yeah except it wasn't really early but but i definitely had it <laughs> i mean i was <laughs> well you know in the grand scheme of the universe like, <laughs> it's like right it's a formative thing yeah yeah it, it was really really different to realize that like having that freedom of creating things yeah because all of a sudden it wasn't just like 
online anymore right like it wasn't just like you, you had like actual like real people with who you yeah. yeah meeting meeting real people and making real objects like there was something different about making a, a physical comic to just posting things online for me it felt like oh wow this is this is different i don't know why maybe maybe it's just like an old old idea that that if it's a book it's more real yeah but i i understand i think that when it's something's tangible i just learned this like recently or i had this moment recently where like i went to um there's a yoshitomo nara exhibit at lacma right now at the um la contemporary art Muse art museum whatever it's called and uh i i've gotten so used to seeing stuff digitally and i think that like seeing art in person is different and and yeah i think that for something you know in that scenario where like you realize you could like make a tangible zine i think it just makes it feel more real than you know pixels on a screen like i i, I understand i understand that feeling uh, yeah and it's also different to share things in in, in reality mm -hmm. to like meet people not just having getting a like on online it's very different to to actually meet the people who who are like enjoying your things yeah that's an interesting topic i i think that like we've gotten conditioned to see likes and retweets as validation but it 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 feels kind of hollow like i think that that's where a lot of imposter syndrome comes from i think that's where a lot of problems come from is that like when you're not getting any kind of response from people face to face like it's hard to know if you're really reaching anybody if yeah. anybody really cares about what you're doing so like so yeah no i think that I think that's totally valid. I think it, you know, you, yeah, it's so abstract. Yeah, it's super abstract, and it's it's so like ethereal, and especially <laughs> not. We've talked about it endlessly about the whole idea of feeds and mm. stuff. It's just, it's um, yeah, it kind of numbs the process. I think, and and conventions are fun. I I got my start doing conventions, and I think it helps. I think it helps to interact with people. It also is just you get out of your you know art hole, <laughs> your art cave. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that that can be really helpful too. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, tell us more about like how you kind of got into doing boards and stuff. Right. I got to know the Piao guys. We talked about making comics together. I had a plan to make like a whole big comic with them, and I got an internship at their place. But like, yeah, the the internship I did some like intern things. But mostly it was just an excuse for me to have the time to finish my comic. So I drew a comic for Piao. I think it was like... Which one was it? It was like 36. Nice. Mm -hmm. Or something, 34. Yeah. The New Frontier third third mm -hmm. wheel comic. And that was just like supposed to be the first chapter of a whole story. But I I remember it. I, I came to their one of their like their studio and they were like Adamudo just bought your comic and I'm like okay oh. who's that <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> and I was like okay whatever <laughs> and and they were like oh boy he's the showrunner of Adventure Time and I was like oh okay that's that's fun I didn't think it meant anything uh 
And then a while later, I got a message asking, like, hey, have you ever storyboarded? Would you want to do a storyboard test? I just, like, I just read your comic and I liked it a lot. Would you, would you want to do a storyboard test? So I was like, wow, okay, yes, <laughs> I would. And, and I did. And then almost immediately after, after handing in my storyboard test, I was like, do you want to, do you want to board an episode? Oh, wow. And then, yeah, it was, it was pretty fast. And then I, I did, I boarded a Stakes episode with Adam, the first uh, episode of the Marceline Stakes series, I think, or there's a flashback to Marceline with her mother. And then right after that, I was like, hey, would you mm-hmm. want to do another board? Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And it took me a couple of boards before I was like, wait, is this, am I, is this my job? Because <laughs> I, it, we never really officially like said, you're hired. It was just like, I just kept doing, doing boards. It just happened. I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I obviously like, okay, I guess I did a good enough job to to yeah. keep working on it, but I still feel like I just stumbled, literally just stumbled into it. I hadn't even, I didn't even, basically didn't even know what a storyboard was. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do a test. And then I had- But that's how like, it works though, right? It's like, that's how like you get, a, that's how you get the job. Yeah. It's like you do a test and the test is good and you're, I guess, okay, maybe one day Adam will tell you, I don't know, you, was, you were hired this whole time. You were hired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I'm hired now. I've known for a long time now. I would hope. But back then, I didn't know for for a long longer time than than maybe seems reasonable. I should have maybe figured it out sooner. Uh, sure. But it's kind of crazy though, right? It's kind of like that thing where it's like, you know, you're in, you're in Europe, you're in a country that doesn't really have an animation industry and you're like, you know, and all of a sudden you're working for like, you know, uh, basically Hollywood. So it's, yeah, it is like a big leap. I, I think, I think it's kind of, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It's kind of, I think it's kind of hard to describe for, uh, from a European perspective, but I, I don't think that like, um, America realizes kind of like how it feels very far, you know, like a lot of yeah. Americans will say like, well, moving from moving from uh, Ohio to LA, that was such, that was really, really <laughs> hard. And it's like, like for, from Europe, it's like, well, we don't even share the same language. And it's like, we don't like, you know, there's a whole like gosh dang, like ocean. <laughs> ocean. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah, on the yeah. time zone that is so crazy different that it's like most of the yeah. time it's like nighttime over there when it's like daytime here. So it feels yeah. like it's like this like extremely distant. <laughs> and, it feels very far away. And it also feels like yeah. why would I get a job there when they have a bunch of people in right there like yeah, yeah. at school or at CalArts like why would I even think of like I wouldn't I wouldn't have applied I would never have applied for a job like at that point anyway because it just it felt too far away to even imagine I was like I wouldn't yeah 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 exactly it. it feels like yeah it feels like yeah yeah it's like it's not just like a different country it's like a different like um I don't know yeah 
yeah it's a different world really yeah 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 and like yeah, yeah. and like when i say that i never i never had like a dream to to work with this it's not like i didn't want to i it was a dream i guess but it was it was a dream dream it wasn't like a like a um, goal <laughs> something right. i was aiming at yeah it wasn't a goal it was sure. really like a yeah yeah uh that would have been awesome if i could if i had been able to work with that that would have been cool and it always felt like but that's mm -hmm. not gonna happen yeah that's right. it's yeah that's very that's very true i i kind of yeah i felt that way too for a long time i was like oh can't you know it's like i can't really make it all the way but but i say that but in france there's like an animation industry so i was like i knew i could like get a job so yeah it's like a little bit different that way yeah you have that oh that's really interesting and like how long have you been because you you were on uh adventure time but you also worked on um summer camp island right yeah i did i did work on summer I think I did the the storyboard test for Adventure Time in 2014. <laughs> that seems like forever ago. That can't be true. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> and then I worked pretty regularly. Like I cuz I've been working from Sweden, so I wasn't hired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I did work basically full time. Like I did a board and then when I handed it in, I got a new one. Uh but I was also free to be like I'm going to skip a board. Mm -hmm and go on vacation because in sweden we take we yeah. take very long vacations during the <laughs> uh, so i would sometimes like skip a whole board and be like you guys deal with it however you want to i'm going yeah sure <laughs> i'm out of here that's great though yeah so mm. but but i was basically full-time on adventure time up until the end mm -hmm. and then i i immediately i don't think there it was a long break it like i basically like the amount of time that I wanted to have off after Adventure Time that I would have had, like, wanted to have as a vacation, that was the time between between Adventure Time and something. Oh, I see. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't, I wasn't affected. And that was also, like, I, because they knew me, because a lot of the, the crew on, on Summer Camp Island was from Adventure Time. So they basically mm -hmm. just wanted a storyboard artist, and I was around, like, they asked, hey, are you available to do a board? And I did, I did a, a few, a few boards for them more than I, I thought at the time, like looking back, I was like, oh, I actually did quite a few. I think I did seven boards for summer camp. Oh yeah. How is it like for you working from Sweden for like Cartoon Network? Is it like, um, in terms of like the zoom calls or like going in, being in the writer's room and all that kind of stuff? It's fine. I don't like working from home. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. You've been in the pandemic since like, yeah. <laughs> I've talked about that with you for a while, but like, I, I never liked yeah. working from home. Uh, and I still don't like it and I don't want to do it. Because it's like, because do they have you, but, um, they do have you on, like on a screen while they, everybody else is like in the room, I guess, is uh, kind of how they did it. Well, yeah, on... On Adventure Time, I would be, we would have a a, a call, like a group call mm -hmm. for the handout when we get our episode. And then for the pitches, I would be on a screen and, and it would be pitched in the room mm -hmm. and I would like get to see the room while mm -hmm. it was pitched. But because of, like, I wouldn't be able to see what was happening on the wall while, while they were pitching it because it would be too far away, but I'd get to see people. And I just jump in, and they pitched it, and 
people would like applaud and, and it would be like, oh, okay, good job. Ah! Bye. And then they would hang up or we would hang up. And then I just sit there like, Aww. okay, that was that. That was it. And it was fine. Like on a, on as a practicality, like, like mm-hmm. practically wise, it was fine. Like it, mm-hmm. but it did feel kind of lonely. Cause I, I ended up pitching, Mm. I think I've pitched three times in person, and it's so different to be in the room and to see people's faces when they react to things and to stay around and have people go up to you and be like, oh, this is nice, or like just hearing the notes happening in the room is very different to like just being at the pitch and then hanging up and then you're all alone in your room again i mean i guess everybody yeah. knows how that feels exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people people didn't really have didn't couldn't really grasp like how how isolated it felt and and people were like oh you're not missing much and it's like but it, but i do because it is it, it is yeah. different it's so different just those tiny moments being with people in, in person is it's very different to yeah to not not having it yeah. and and all the, the like small things that you find out when you're in a, in the studio and, and you hear about that just i kind of, that gets overlooked you miss information 100 percent. i think it's like something that like yeah like you said like i think people don't realize like you know people don't realize it until it's gone right so like before the pandemic they couldn't really like yeah understand that but now definitely everybody like gets it it's like oh yeah like you don't yeah. like even just like small things like getting to hear what like people are really like in real life you know like oh what are you doing this weekend like all that kind of like small talk that you miss out on and all that stuff it's like that's part of like having like a social life and like you know uh that's an important part of like being like at at a job I guess you know it's like you also get to just like hang out with the people yeah and you feel like you feel like you're part of a team because when you boarding like you get a hangout handout meeting and then you sit alone with your board and then it's pitched to people sure but then you're like alone again so it doesn't feel like you're part of a team working together to do something it feels like okay i created something and then i kind of threw it into the ether and now i'll see it again in a year (laughs) i guess and 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 the whole team aspect of it gets a lot more abstract when you're not in a studio where you get to see the other people Mm -hmm. working on it but but yeah it i feel like this pandemic has <laughs> has shown people yeah. that it's how what it's like and people are more understanding and more like hey we should do like crew hangouts like we should do t- things together and emailing like yeah. people are more aware of of sending out information now than than these yeah that makes a lot of sense and do you feel yeah. like uh have you seen like a change in like um in the way that like uh people reach out and communicate online like since the pandemic kind of like have you seen like a little bit of like a difference between like how involved you were with like uh the team since like that happened i do feel like it it does feel different especially since because on adventure time i i was at the pitches and and adam was pretty good at emailing me updates about like where what was happening and everything on summer camp it was because also because I wasn't on there for as long and I was not, I think I was less of a regular on Adventure mm, Time, than, no, on Summer Camp than on Adventure Time. 
so I had less communication with them and I know that several of my boards got pitched without me being present for the pitch mm. yeah that happened to me for on Loud House a lot like uh, Chris at the time would pitch my boards for me yeah yeah because yeah. like I wouldn't pitch on Adventure Time either but I would watch it as it got pitched anyway but for summer camp I mm -hmm. there were a lot of pitches where yeah. I wasn't even present so that compared to now I feel yeah I definitely feel that it's different but it's also like different people different teams different situations because everybody's at home now so so it's hard to say like how much is is because of the pandemic but but yeah people people mm -hmm. like the I, you'd sometimes get like let's do this kind of hangout let's have this virtual uh, presentation of this let's have a watch party online which is like if there's the studio was open they wouldn't do that they wouldn't have like any virtual get-togethers yeah, for yeah. people out of the studio they would only do things for people in-house even if they even if they did have crew uh, that wasn't in-house they would they would just like you know whatever not include them in, in these things. I do relate to that because I remember when I was on Loud House on the first year and like Nickelodeon would throw like the Halloween parties and you would see like, yeah, you yeah. know, all the like pictures. You see on Instagram. You see like all of those social media. You're like, God dang yeah. it. And you're like, well, you know. That's... Isn't this fun? Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like happy. Just and it's bragging. like, you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah, together yeah. having fun. And I didn't even know this was happening. Yes. yeah yeah exactly yeah because you see it like you see it when people post a picture so that's usually like the day yeah. after so you're like yeah. <laughs> all your friends hanging out yeah, yeah that's that's kind of tough yeah. you said uh you said you visited a couple yeah. times right i okay. i visited i visited first time in 2016 which was because i i started working at the end of 2014 on adventure time and then I, I, it was one of the first things that got brought up was like, would you consider relocating? And I was hesitant yeah. before, uh, at first because I didn't know if I wanted, because I'd never been to LA, I'd never been to America at all. Uh, so I was like, I don't know if I want to go there to, to live, but I'm interested. And then I, I had my first visit. I visited once and I loved it. And I told myself that, okay, yeah, I do want to go here. I do want to move here. And then just like a month later or a few months later, I got a call and they told me that Adventure Time was getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my next, my next visit that same year was for a... Uh, unofficial like mm. goodbye party rap party i guess mm. i was like okay mm. i guess i guess i won't be going here to work because then it felt it felt like weird to plan but even even after that it is it's hard to get a, a work visa since i don't have a college yeah. i don't have a, an animation college four-year college degree or whatever you need to get a, a work visa and I didn't have enough experience either to get a normal work visa so I could have maybe gotten one of those like special talent visas yeah I think you but I also I think you could but I also didn't have an, anything to prove that I was a special talent and it takes a lot of a lot more work to 
get a visa like that. And I just never really managed to get it going. The thing that's kind of really hard with that visa is that like you have to, here's the thing. You have to convince the studio that you can get the visa. Cause like that, cause I, 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 when I was in that situation at first, Nickelodeon didn't want to get me the O1 visa. They wanted to get me the H1B and the H1B visa is impossible to get now because there's way too many applications and it's basically a lottery system now. So that's, so now you have to- I haven't even looked at it for a while. Yeah, it's like, if you want to get, I think like for someone like you who's worked on like Adventure Time, you could totally get the O1 uh, visa, especially because you, um, did you have an episode that was like nominated for an Emmy? I have two Emmy nominations, yeah. So I think, yeah, Yeah, so- that's huge. That's really huge. And so you're, you, I think you totally qualify. And, and the only thing that's tricky that nobody really says is that like the studio, like, like you as an artist have to convince the studio that you can mm. get the visa. And that's, that's a really hard because as an artist, especially when you have imposter syndrome, <laughs> you're, you don't even think you can get the visa. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard because I remember when I when I, I had to tell Chris, I was like, yeah, you guys need to get that visa for me. And as I was like typing this, I was just <laughs> like, well, here goes nothing, you know, like, uh. yeah. <laughs> and um and and yeah, and then and then when you have someone who really believes in you and then and they will do the legwork for you and and then they get the lawyers involved and then all all that stuff. But yeah, dude, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, when you're typing these things and like, yeah, I deserve, deserve the, this. It's like, oh boy, I can't believe I'm even like typing. You know? <laughs> Am I really saying Yeah, this? it's, it's yeah. it's, yeah, it's rough. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, like I kind of had to like trick myself and put myself in some sort of trance of like, Pretend, pretending this is not happening like I'm gonna wipe this out of my brain tomorrow but I have to do this if I really want to get there I really I have to pretend I believe in myself which is yeah it's tough uh and so I, I totally hear you because it's like this is such an important part about like applying for a visa and gosh that's... yeah because I I noticed questions on on Twitter mm-hmm. that was like why did you decide to work from like work remotely? What what was the reasons that you didn't move? And I was like, oh no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted this. I never wanted this. It just I it just didn't. I just never got a visa, and yeah, it's hard. And like I I'm bad at at these kind of paperwork stuff yeah yeah like the bureaucracy yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i am very bad at that so and and like yeah i wanted to go there and then adventure time was ending and i wasn't sure if i was gonna keep working or not on like i didn't know what was gonna happen because it was my first animation job and i didn't know if if i would get to have another job so it felt like weird to put energy and time into getting a visa when I didn't even right. know if I yeah. would have a job. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's, yeah, that's something that's really tough for this industry. So like, because it's like uh, project based um, for everything visa related. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, we've talked about it with uh, Tony Cole a little bit, but it's very stressful. It's extremely stressful mm-hmm. to be on a visa when working in animation. It's not impossible. It's just something that you have to know. You have to know that it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy. 
but it's it's possible it's just mm. yeah it's it's definitely uh playing the game on hard mode <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hard enough just keeping a job but then you have this added uh stress of like yeah i don't know i have six months to or whatever it is to uh find a new job or i have to get 60 days 60 yeah, days? yeah 60 days i thought it was 60 six days months oh absolutely not <laughs> it's 60 days six, 60 days not only to get a new job but for the studio to uh have your visa approved so if you get a job on day uh 51 the studio is not going to have time to do the visa in time so you do have to uh, get out of the U.S. You can go anywhere you want. You can go to Canada, like that's what I did. Or you can go to Mexico or you can go back to your country. It's just like you have to leave the States until they get all the yeah, paperwork wow. done for you. Right. What um, an asshole. Yeah, it's, it's a, I know, right? It's like when I'm saying it's like you're playing on hard mode. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, but you can still play the game. That's the thing, you right? Play it's the like, game. you know. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's tough i was gonna say something that we like to ask is uh how you deal with creative block and what it uh feels like for you i don't know honestly do you feel like you ever get like creative block or is it something that you feel like you don't often like uh experience i feel like i have constant <laughs> <laughs> no but oh I, I see i feel like i've had a lot of issues with that that those kind of things lately because I burned out like seriously mm. burned out during Distant Lands to the mm. point where I couldn't do anything uh, creative like my brain was just broken it felt mm. like I couldn't wrap my head around sequential art at all uh, that's a lot so yeah it was it was it was really bad and it's taken me Right now, I've just been writing this whole year. I haven't been, I haven't done a storyboard all year. I think I did my last storyboard beginning of last year. So like for a year and a half, almost, mm -hmm. I haven't drawn a storyboard because I just needed that break. And it feels like only now am I kind of recovered enough to do these things. Yeah. But, but it's like, even, even when it was that bad, where I felt like I couldn't create anything story art, like I couldn't do storyboards, I couldn't do comics. I still did creative things that were not those things. Like I did, sure. uh, I did some studies where I just drew, drew things, mm -hmm. and I don't know, like put together cute outfits, <laughs> which can can be creative, and like yeah. I think it's really important to find, yeah, different ways of being creative. Like you're saying, like, yeah, really thinking outside the box. Different outlets. Yeah. And like yeah, taking sure. pictures can also be like take photographs, taking photographs of whatever you see that is nice can also be creative. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but, but so, so like, I don't really know what to say about it because it feels like such a heavy thing. Like what is creative block? I don't know. I've been kind of had it for over a year now but i've also i think i think you described yeah. it yeah i think think that's it yep but i've also like done things too well yeah i i don't think that feeling creative block means you're not working or you're not producing stuff because it's like it's possible to push through but i i do think it's like 
from having talked to a bunch of people, it, it feels like there is sort of a, a point where yeah. you just cannot mm -hmm. do anything more like what you described. Yeah. You know? that, that's kind of the thing. Because like some people say they have a creative block because they they can't think of what to draw tonight, but they drew a lot yesterday and they will draw right. tomorrow. And yeah. it's like, no, that's not creative block. You're just not, you just don't want to draw right now. Uh, yeah, that's fine. And like, like when people say that, oh, I'm burned out. I need to take the a week off. And I'm like, that okay, yeah, you're you're tired and you're sick of of doing whatever you're doing. But that's not a real burnout because you you still function. Like when I say mm -hmm. I got burned yeah. out, it's not it's 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 serious. Uh, so it it depends on yeah. like how you define the words, I guess. That's true. I think a lot of people haven't really until you felt that level of burnout. Yeah. It's um, it's hard to visualize. Yeah, it really is, and it's like, hard to describe too. Oh yeah, but I yeah. I think yeah I, I think anybody that's gotten to that point and a lot of people it, it happens with boards more than anything. It like I don't know many designers <laughs> who get who get that burnt out, but uh, it does happen. But it's I rare. think yeah, and I think yeah, I was just gonna say like boards is just like it's just it's. It's tough, man. I think it's yeah. it's really hard. I think uh, it's like in I don't know for for me like starting in France. I mean, I, I I said it a bunch of times in the podcast, but like when I was working in France, I was like, I think I I was really considering quitting animation because we have so little time to finish a board that yeah. it's kind of I was just like, this is too much work. This is too much work for so little money i was like it's not worth it. it i was like it's literally more worth it for me with like the system in france to work a minimum wage than doing storyboards mm. and then yeah when i finally moved over to the us and worked on like schedules here on us schedules i was like oh actually i, I can keep doing this but when you're like when you're really i don't know when you're like burnt out and you're like just crying because you're like nothing matters <laughs> anymore life doesn't make sense what am i doing <laughs> slaving <laughs> away on my table it's like <laughs> it's it's a lot man it's really a lot it's it's because you know yeah. when you start in boards also it's like i don't think it's i don't know i don't think it's possible to start in boards and have a really good schedule right off the bat you know because it's so much work i don't think it's possible to just be able to do a, re a real nine to five you know yeah yeah takes a lot it takes a lot and, <laughs> yeah. it's it's exhausting yeah and and i also i i also think that working from home was a big oh yeah big reason why it went so bad for me because i did i didn't have nothing really filled my bucket so to say yeah. with like mm -hmm. i was just like mm -hmm. doing things and handing them off and i didn't get a lot back like when you're in a studio and you get to see people and you get to have a nice time eating lunch and talking and joking and all that kind of stuff there was nothing of that i was just sitting at home and, and yeah. working and also separating work and life and and life no separation like yeah everybody knows now what it's like to work at home and some yeah. people like it but i really didn't because because like no schedule no routines no no like separation of work and life and and not seeing people and I just I I get very positively affected by having others around me work when I work. Yeah, that makes a mm -hmm. lot of sense. So so I think I think I would have maybe 
still gotten burnt out if I had been at a studio, but I think it would have been less bad. <laughs> yeah, everything's been uh, exponential in the last year and a half. Every, whatever was happening was made like 10 times worse. Yeah, except it, because of the circumstances. It's, it's been better for me since the pandemic. Because yeah. before really? the pandemic, I had that I had that life, but everybody was at the studio uh, ah, forgetting about me. But now everybody's at home. Interesting. So because of that, with all the virtual interactions, I feel like I get mm -hmm. more included than I used to. So that's the reverse side of it. Yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, I I hope because you know you mentioned it earlier, like now people understand it more, and they're doing these virtual hangouts and stuff. Even if things start opening back up, I think everyone's eyes are, have been a little more opened, and hopefully that's just a little more normalized. The the choice, at yeah, least, of and, working from home. And I know some people like it, and some people want to do it, uh, and pr prefer sure. being at home because of whatever reason they have uh, or need to be at home. Yeah, and and it would be really nice to to be able to. To have that be more of a choice so like you can work from home or you can work here and for the people who work at home to have like a virtual space as well as as a, yeah. a physical office to have like a virtual like room whether it's slack or discord or vr yeah. <laughs> reality yeah, well that's the next uh, step like yeah. whatever would oh, be I... really cool ah! so that we're all gonna be in vr offices yeah that's the future but yeah, it's all furries. We're we're all gonna be just like VR chat avatars, bunch of Rick and Morty. <laughs> what a we have we have uh, we have a lot of good questions from Twitter that I'd love to ask. From at uh, GhoulieTBH, what do you use to make your storyboards, and what's your fave book? What I use, I use a uh, Photoshop. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> I expected Storyboard Pro. Oh, yeah, me too. I never learned Storyboard Pro. I. Even for Adventure Time? No, on Adventure Time, I definitely drew. I drew a lot of my thumbnails, like, on paper or whatever, and I just mm. uh, scanned it in and put it in the template and wow. did my cleanups in, in Photoshop. You could have have had this life of, like, going to the coffee shop with a writer, like a New York writer, and just, like, doing your storyboards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, because I, I never I downloaded a free version of Storyboard Pro at one point to like uh, yeah. you get to test it for a few days or weeks or however long the test period is. But then I never mm -hmm. I opened it once and then never again and the test period ended I think or I don't know maybe it's still on my computer but I haven't looked at it again because yeah. I didn't have to because neither Adventure Time or Summer Camp Island required things to be Storyboard Pro, so hmm. I never learned it. But I really should. I really should learn Storyboard Pro. Uh, it's pretty easy. But I think um, I'm just surprised. I, I'm like, I feel like most studios insist on it, and so it's actually kind of nice to hear that a product that both of those productions don't really care. At least back then, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It might be different. now. Maybe it'll be different. But I, I think that like I don't, you know, it's a good tool. And I think if somebody wants to use it, great. But there definitely was a moment in time earlier, maybe like 10 years ago, where I don't think Storyboard Pro was like the go-to. And a lot of stuff was either done on paper or, you know, passed through Photoshop 
it doesn't it shouldn't it, flash flash yeah yeah and i i actually love boarding in flash i think for me that it works because it's like vector and i guess so is storyboard pro but i hate their vectors mm -hmm. ah! it's like it, it's so nitpicky but i just fucking hate the way they work and i've never worked with vectors so that's the part that's intimidating me yeah <laughs> it's all the same shit but it's just it, you can copy and paste stuff a little more easily and but yeah it comes with its own problems there's two schools yeah yeah i got to do some uh revisions on distant lands near the end of that um peppermint butler special oh, and yeah. uh and your your boards are just like had a lot of life to them and i think and they're great and i love uh getting to fuck with them <laughs> but um i think uh no i was just doing like little bits of cleanup and, and punch ups and stuff but i think it shows that it kind of comes from Again, you know, going back to like the physical conversation, like it, it, the fact that you're drawing them on paper, it makes sense because I think boards drawn on paper just have a different life to them. Yeah. And or even if it's just thumbs, but like I'll I will often thumbnail stuff on paper because I think it gets the ideas out. Yeah, I, my brain doesn't yeah. work in the computer. Totally understand. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely mm -hmm. understand that. And even for comics, like I'll do layouts on paper and then you know take a picture and put it in dropbox and then put it in the like yeah. it's a it's a whole process but i've learned that like if i try to rough out stuff on uh digitally it's just like i'm not gonna like it yeah it's just not gonna work you gotta learn what those process like what those processes are for you mm -hmm. and like what works but let's see from at pollet oqocs how did you first start making comics, which you've kind of talked about, but um, specifically any tips for the process of moving from drawing mostly individual doodles to inventing and telling a story with comics? Oh, hmm. well, yeah, I told about how I started making comics, kind of. I just made mm -hmm. them. <laughs> like the first one I made, I was so little, I didn't barely even knew that I, it was a comic, but I did make it. Sure. I think for me, the way I usually, if I've made comics, uh, and even when I make boards, I just draw a bunch of individual drawings, and then I put them together. Like I don't, I don't know. I can't describe it. I don't. I'm not good at planning. <laughs> I just, mm. I draw, I draw, I make drawings that I like, and like, if it's for a story and I have a character to like explore the character, I do end up making kind of scenes with them. It's. It's just usually how I draw. I'm bad at drawing illustrations where it's like just like a person. Just what? I need. I kind of need that story, even if it's just in my head, to mm -hmm. be able to draw at all. Uh, so it's hard for me to talk about the process of it because it's just like if I'm sketching a character in a world or in a relationship with another character, it does end up becoming kind of like scenes, even in the individual drawings. And then I just kind of put them together in a sequence that feels like a story and then I I redraw them to make sense yeah. as a layout yeah I guess whatever works you do post sometimes like uh bits of like the those pages I think like the way you work is like so interesting because you do draw like a couple doodles there's like these pages where there's like doodles of like a character and their faces and expression and like a lot of writing next to the drawings and I think that's like so very cool because yeah. I don't think a lot like I think there's kind of like this idea online that is like th like the way of working which is like first you like write out your beats and then you draft an outline and then you do this thing and it's like very like but mm -hmm. like you have a way of working that's like way more organic yeah. mm -hmm. that's really cool 
Yeah, I usually yeah I usually like I I have to draw while I write and I have to write while I draw. I'm bad at at splitting them usually. Uh, so yeah. even for like our writers meetings when we're just writing outline, I do a lot of the times I have to kind of doodle things down while we're talking because like to be able to express myself or get get it out of my head what I'm thinking. Or at least it, I did that a lot in the beginning. I think I've gotten better at, at just at writing without sketching at the same time. But Yeah. I don't know if one's better than the other. I mean, I think it's just preference. And, like, I've done both, and I think it depends on what the actual project is and, like, where your head is at, too. But ultimately, it's, like, all that matters is the final product, you know? So it's, like, however you get there is is, yeah. is all valid absolutely if you need it if you need to if you need to kind of like draw it it's, it's, a, it's a visual medium so of course like you need to yeah. it, it would, helps probably to draw while you're writing because that's that's how it's going to end up being seen yeah at tbin art asked who are your dream artists to collab with either in comics or animation well that's a big question <laughs> i would i don't know i would like to collaborate with everybody who i think are good Everybody I follow, I would like to collaborate with. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I don't have a. I don't know if I have a dream. Sort of. I would love to to do something with Patrick again because he's Patrick so is awesome, and he just makes everything. Mm. I was gonna say Patrick is the best. He's got such a good like. He's got such an yeah. amazing sense of humor too. Like his comics are. I don't know. His comics are so funny. They're so. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's got a great humor, and he's got a just a great attitude and he just makes everything feel better feel more fun so that would be I, I would like to do something with him again like even like with with Piao when when he was sort of editor and stuff and like the I did a comic for one of their anthologies that he helped me out with and I don't know I just I, he's he's sweet he's so sweet so that would be nice to do again and I don't know. Everybody's so cool. I would like to work with everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. I can't pick. I can't pick. Yeah. <laughs> From uh, at be allergic, they asked, "What has been the thing you worked on, either episode or comic or personal project that you're most proud of in your career so far?" Oof. Oh boy. I think I'm. I'm glad I got to give. PB and Marceline, their first kiss. That was cool. Nice. Oh, that was you, huh? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because it. That's really cool. It, it meant a lot to a lot of people. Sure. So, so that's. It's iconic. So that's pretty cool. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a good moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> From at t- a Taylor TX asks, should people take more hikes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> people should definitely take more hikes. Is this- <laughs> Is this something you're passionate about, or is this just a random question? I don't know if I'm passionate about it, really, but I I like taking hikes. I like walking in the forest. I like being in nature. Do you live in a like a very naturey part of Sweden? All of Sweden is pretty naturey. Okay. Not I. I grew up in almost like basically the forest um, wow. and the mountains. Like yeah. A very small village with like woods all around and lakes and stuff. That sounds really nice. Yeah, and uh, we used to go to Norway, Norway every summer, or I still do, except now with the pandemic. But 
Right. And the nature there is the north of Norway. It's so beautiful. And I just love walking around in that nature. Yeah. How is the nature different in Sweden from like Norway or like from like in Norway? From Sweden? Yeah, especially in north, north of Norway, because I, I can't speak for the south because I haven't been in, in the south of Norway a lot. But mm-hmm. in north of Norway, because of the, um, the Gulf Stream, Mm-hmm. it's slightly warmer and because of the mountains it's like i don't know maybe it's not slightly warmer but it is hu- more humid because of the the mountains so like all the all the water from the sea all the clouds like they get caught up in the mountains and rain down on norway mm-hmm. so that it's there's a lot more rain and more undergrowth mm-hmm. oh like moss and stuff like like fern oh, and bushes and stuff and there's like and because of the there's it's norway's is very thin up in the north so it's like mountains mm-hmm. and the sea so lots of hills and like waterfalls whereas north of sweden has like we have mountains and hills and stuff but it's got a rounder kind of shape and mostly like i don't know <laughs> i just feel like north of norway looks more exotic than yeah yeah. I would love to go. I, yeah, that sounds great. I want to go visit once I can. Let's see. Uh, from Autono96, how have your influences slash inspirations changed over time? Do you have any work plans for the future? Oh. Two separate questions. Yeah. Mm. I think my taste is kind of similar now to when I was younger. I First time I saw Ghibli, I loved it, and I still love Ghibli. Or is it Ghibli? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think it's Ghibli, yeah. And I'm still into a lot of the same things that I, I was into when I was younger. So I don't think I've mm-hmm. changed a lot. Mm-hmm. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I still listen. I still listen to Slipknot and watch anime. So I don't think I uh, I've changed much. Steady as she goes over here. And then yeah, what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future. I don't have a lot of plans. I'm not good at plan. Oh god, I'm so boring. I <laughs> never have answers to any fucking questions. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You answered a lot of all of the questions so far. It's it's uh, okay not to know everything, I think. I think that's also that's nice too because I think yeah. it's also relatable, you know. I think like a lot of people out there also don't have an answer for everything. So I I do think it's it's good to not know everything it's more humble you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, that's true i would like to make a pitch and pitch a show uh, but i don't have like it's not really a plan it's more like that would be nice if i could manage to to do it and i would like to make more personal projects like comics and stuff for my own pleasure Mm -hmm. we'll see if i do and i would I want to keep working with animation if I can? I want to. I would love to move to LA if it ever becomes safe enough, and sure, yeah, and be there for a while and and be at a studio and do all yeah. that stuff that I that I think I would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But but they're not solid plans. They're more like dreams right now. Yeah, well. Everything is hard to predict right now. So I think <laughs> having any uh, real plans is kind of a loser's game because we don't we just don't know what 
is going to happen with the pandemic and everything. So it's just, you can, yeah, it really is just like hopes and dreams yeah. and hopefully things will work out. That's so true. I feel like, yeah, the so. show that I am on right now, they're like, maybe this will be two years of work from home. And I'm like, awesome (laughs) the the job that i just started it it like started remote and it's staying remote and that i think is helpful for me in that i know where what that's going to be you know i think the with all the animation jobs it's Mm -hmm. so like undecided that that's that part's more stressful but knowing that i'm going to consistently be working from home as long as i am at this gig it's like Mm -hmm. oh okay cool and so yeah. i gotta figure out like a different workspace now like i've been i've been like kind of putting it off and we're we're staying in this one bedroom apartment and it's like no oh. i definitely need to have a separate space now yeah like an office yeah yeah like an office is there anything that you want to plug while you're on the show no anything i'd want to plug well, you're on twitter you're on instagram right. i am on twitter i am on instagram you can follow those <laughs> people can follow those if they want to i think you should i think everybody should yeah this yeah great yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'll bully people that don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your art is awesome. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, thanks. Your art is even more awesome. Yeah, we'll put a link up on uh, screen, and it'll be in the description as well. So uh, go follow mm-hmm. Hannah. Hannah's amazing. Thanks. I loved your uh, little astronaut drawings. Uh, that was Those are, like, super inspiring. There was a whole um, story idea that I had that kind of spiraled out of how much I liked just the feeling of just like this tiny little asteroid oh. landing on this uh, planet. Yeah, the, those those little kinds of drawings, I think, sometimes spark so much more than like a whole ass movie for me. Or you know, I don't know. It's 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 like a it evokes a feeling, and that sometimes is way more important. That is something that I really want to work more with: making things that are selling people on an an idea and a feeling more than a perfectly mm. constructed story like with those astronaut sketches i was just yeah. like sketching and having fun with this character and those were like the the starting stage of what could have been a comic because it was like okay i'm exploring this character and i'm exploring how she interacts with the world and people she meets little scenes little drawings and stuff yeah but i never made it into a comic because i was like i don't know what what it would what story she would be in so you know, i just left it but I kind of like presenting it as just, hey, here's a thing that could have been a thing. <laughs> it's a moment. Just little moments. I am jealous of that because I cannot force myself to think that way. Oh, yeah? Like, I, everything for me has to have a big arc and story. And I'm trying to kind of reel it in. And, like, with the project that I'm working on now, like, my own, my personal project I'm working on now, I'm trying to really back and not worry about like long-term things. And I'm, I'm just jealous of artists that both of you really, that can just have little isolated moments. And like, um, it's tough for me. It's like, I bet let's kind of like what we were talking about in like another podcast is like really like the way that your brain works. Cause that, yeah. just for me, it, it does really take a lot more like brain power to be like, all right, Let's sit down and think about that structure. So this moment will fit. Like moments are just right, so yeah, much yeah. easier because it's kind of like you're kind of like living and breathing yeah. it. It's like, oh, you're like inside of it. I think it's like, I don't know. I don't know for you, Anna, but I guess for me, it's kind of like a, some sort of like escapism. Like sometimes yeah, I get like yeah. 
Because when you're writing this, the big structure, you have to be outside of the world, looking in, moving puzzle pieces. But when you make just moments with characters, you yeah. can be in the moment with the characters, yeah. and you just get to completely lose yourself in this. Because I, yeah, so I, I yeah. used to draw as as a kid. It was like playing. It was like yeah. playing with 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 dolls or or with my friends or whatever. I would draw and I would have little stories in my head about the characters that I was drawing or whatever I was drawing and just be completely lost in that separate world, yeah. which is what mm -hmm. happens a lot when I draw. I just get to be in the world and writing these overarching big things is like, I can do that. And I have a lot of stories that are like way, way too big, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, but it is more like, okay, this is something that I have to do, so I'll do it. But I, I love yeah I love just losing myself it's kind of like uh it's something that it's funny too because I I do feel like over the course of the pandemic since I was like I guess more bored and like had more free time like I have had moments when I would really just kind of like get really obsessed with another world and characters and then you mm -hmm. I don't know it's kind of a, there's a couple of moments when it got kind of scary for me because sometimes it's like you get like so obsessed with it that you're like you're not like living in the real life anymore. I don't know if you know what that what I mean. It's like you're you kind of live in this like alternate reality. Like your brain is like, you know, and I, it's like I know what you mean. Ah, you know, like okay, now I gotta. It's but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> you know, it's escapism. It's escapism, but it's also like a thing that you I don't know you don't really control that much. I guess I mean for me, there's been moments when I was just like I'm like oh, all right, like I gotta like cook dinner. I have to stop thinking about this thing. You know, oh. like it's like mm. it's good. Like okay, like I gotta like meditate or something to just gotta get out. You know, I don't know. It's like that thing where it. Like you get too hyper focused. Yeah, like you're really into the world. You're really into the character. Like you know, you you there's a moment also of like becoming the character, like kind of like what you were saying, like you live the moment you're, and sometimes that feels like really nice to explore like that moment, like to just be, yeah. but yeah. But sometimes it's also like, yeah. It's just interesting. It sounds like you two like relate to that. Like you connect on that level. And for me, that's like foreign. Like I, I, I do think, I do think of stories a lot and I also will get really consumed by something. If I, if I'm coming up with a new, story idea like you know that's all i think about for weeks or mm -hmm. whatever but it's different it's like it really for me i i enjoy the sort of like looking in on a world and then it's hard for me to to clue in on the moments like i it's hard for me to imagine i can think of story beats and i can think of ideas but when it's just like character interaction moments yeah. that's actually tougher for oh, me yeah, yeah. so it's like, it's like different uh, yeah. programming yeah you know? it's interesting that's why people hire different borders, you know, for different strengths. I know how some artists get, like, kind of see their characters as people. I don't really, like, they mm -hmm. are, like, ugh, I don't know, I can't really put my finger on it, but where they're, like, they have a, a, I don't know if I a completely life of their own, and, like, I can't control them. Ugh, I, I'm not mm -hmm. that far into it. Yeah, I can't relate like, to I, that. Yeah, I cannot relate to that to that sort of, like, that they become that alive. But I can relate to the feeling of like getting really sucked into what I'm working on and feeling the feelings that I'm that I'm that I'm drawing. Yeah, I feel like I I kind of like uh, the the characters like becoming alive and like that kind yeah. of stuff. I feel like this is something that's like very I don't know. That's why I was talking about the pandemic. I guess it's like something that's been like very recent for me. Is kind of like you're kind of thinking about your characters and then you're like, what if they did this? And then mm -hmm. 
automatically your brain is just kind of like no they wouldn't do this like it's 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 not who they are it's not the person they are and I don't know it's a very I don't know that's why I say sometimes it's kind of scary because it's kind of like it's almost like well there's like this other person I don't know you know it's like you're there's like something that's kind of like out of your control I guess but it's also kind of cool I don't know yeah it's it's really interesting yeah it's it's really fun like characters are like are really fun it's it definitely asks for kind of like like a lot of like yeah I guess like not love but kind of just like yeah spending a lot of time with them like spending a lot of time with the characters just like really figuring figuring out kind of like yeah makes them feel more alive over time too yeah cool well I think that's the end of this creative block thanks Donna for being our guest and sharing your story and thanks to your listeners follow us on Twitter it's at creative block creative without the vowels where we ask for joint prompts and questions to ask your guests huge thanks to my sister Clements for editing the podcast if you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V, keeping creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!